0: Welcome back to New Rockstars, Hayden Christensen is returning as Darth Vader, Anakin Skywalker in the upcoming Obi-Wan Kenobi series on Disney+, Plus, alongside, hello there, Ewan McGregor. If you told me this two weeks ago, I would have said to you, liar! But uh, hungry to redeem his Return of the Jedi Force Ghost cameo, now that fans don't entirely hate his character after Clone Wars... The man is back to all of acting, it seems, because he has been MIA Well, he is back in our lives. I'm Eric Boss. This is Rogue Theory, the show that brings you the wildest nerdy hot takes on the topics we can't stop arguing about. With me to go rogue today is a brother in this grand crusade of Easter egg breakdowns the really only other YouTube nerdy analyzer I can truly trust with this stuff, unless he's about to hit me with another one of those. It's your mom, jokes. From Screen Crush, Ryan Airy. Welcome to New Rockstars, Ryan.
1: Thanks, Eric. Good to be here.
0: Also here with us is friend of the show, comedy writer, and host of the Crush Fictionally podcast, Kim Trung. Welcome back, Kim. What's up, homies? (laughs) What's up? And I am also happy to welcome, first time here on New Rockstars, Friend of the show and comedian back from our old days at IO West RIP in Hollywood, Kristen Sanchez. Welcome, Kristen.
1: Hi.
2: Hi, that's yeah. me. I'm so excited to be here. Yay.
0: <laughs> We're so excited to have you. Actually, uh, Kristen and our uh, buddy, Tommy Bechtold, are going to be doing a live stream of the new mobile game, Marvel Realm of Champions, on this New Rockstars YouTube channel uh, this Thursday afternoon, assuming you're watching this Thursday morning when it came out. If not, you're not a true fan. Now, this game is... (laughs) Awesome. It's not even out yet, so we are so excited to preview it on the channel. The live stream is coming live just a few hours from now, so you'll be able to see Tommy and Kristen on that. All right, let's dive into the big news, folks. Among the tidal wave of Marvel and Star Wars news that came out last week at Disney Investor Day, the biggest Star Wars news was that Hayden Christensen is going to reprise his role as Anakin Skywalker in the upcoming Obi-Wan Kenobi series on Disney+. Now, uh, we know Obi-Wan and Vader back from the very first Star Wars film. They dueled in uh, their big fight on the Death Star in A New Hope. And in that movie, you'll remember Darth Vader seemed to sense Obi-Wan nearby. He says, it's a presence I have not felt since. And then he trailed off allowing our nerd minds to fill in what that backstory was. But then uh, Revenge of the Sith did it for us. Uh, There was the epic battle on Mustafar that left Anakin horribly burned and injured I hate you! Uh, Obi-Wan had the high ground and boy did he use it he ended up taking the blue lightsaber to one day give to uh, Vader's son Luke. And now we have gotten some flashes of what Vader was up to in those in-between years. Uh, At the end of Clone Wars we found out that he was seeking out Ahsoka, found what looked like her grave, and then he did later battle with Ahsoka chronologically we saw that in Rebels Uh, in Rogue One, we saw how he wrecked rebel soldiers during the battle of Scarif and uh, now by bringing back vader in this kenobi series it is being implied that these two men had other collisions during that gap period so i want to know from you three i want to hear uh what went down between darth vader and obi-wan kenobi during the age of the empire and what do you think hayden christensen will look like in this series Um, Ryan, why don't we start with you?
1: Like you said, Vader says, I haven't felt the presence in, and he never quite says when. So it's not necessarily, their last encounter was not necessarily Revenge of the Sith, except he does say, the last time we met, I was the learner and you were the master. So it implies that, I think is going to happen is, Obi-Wan is on Tatooine. We know a little bit about what he's done on Tatooine from the the comic, the the new Marvel comic series. Uh, I don't wanna spoil anything, but he has some like brief interactions interaction with the Lars family and the Tusken Raiders. So I think he's on Tatooine, he knows Luke is safe, and Vader is going around the galaxy at this point, according to the comics, but he's not, like people don't know the name Darth Vader. You know, in Rebels, when he shows up, Kanan and Ezra are like, what was that? They don't even understand <laughs> that it's a human being inside of there. So uh-huh. I think that Obi-Wan somehow or another gets wind of a Darth Vader. And in Revenge of the Sith, if you remember, He hears the emperor in the hologram call Anakin Lord Vader. So he knows, and he says, you know, send me to kill the emperor and all this. So he knows who Darth Vader is. He just thinks that Darth Vader's dead and he died on the rock. So I think if he heard wind of a Darth Vader somewhere or another, he would go, oh, I didn't finish the job. And so then it's going to be him leaving the planet to go off and find him. Now, as for what Anakin's going to look like, I think that Hayden Christensen is going to be the man in suit. Like he was at the end of revenge of the sith which i'm not that happy with because i think you can definitely tell that it's hayden christensen in the suit and not like a massive bodybuilder but also uh-huh. one thing i would love to see and uh, is if we do see glimpses of child luke in return of the jedi when luke talks to leia he's you know he has this distant look in his eye and he says i have no memory of my mother which implies that he mm. had some memory or some vision of his father So I'm wondering, just like Leia talked about, oh, my mother was very pretty if she dreamed about Padme, maybe baby Luke or 10-year-old Luke has dreams about his father and he sees his father's face, not necessarily as a Jedi, but through the Force, he's able to kind of connect with him because later in Jedi, he seems very certain, all out of nowhere, out of the blue, that there's good in his father. And maybe these dreams are what kind of led him to that, to having that feeling of connection with his dad. And then we would kind of get to see anakin interact with luke which would be cool
0: that is really cool i love the idea of luke dreaming of his father um and and having that kind of a destiny calling to him like when he's looking at the the twin sons of uh the binary sunset really what he's connecting with is like you know the the father and son like his his dad in that moment uh, and he just maybe doesn't fully know what it yeah. means yet. That That's pretty cool. Uh, so do you think we're never gonna see Hayden's face? Is it just gonna be uh, like, we gotta see his face, otherwise they wouldn't get Hayden to do it. Or are, are we gonna have James Earl Jones doing the voice again? Like, how's it gonna look there?
1: I kinda think you have to have James Earl Jones doing the voice. Yeah, I, I mean, there's so many, we can see him, you know, back to tank his meditation chamber. Um, uh-huh. Clone Wars flashbacks, honestly, I think are the most likely, you know, to see him yeah. and Eileen McGregor again. Like flashbacks, things like that, even though it's been fifteen years, but I mean Owen McGregor looks great. I assume Hayden Christensen does. I haven't seen like you said, he hasn't been in public, he hasn't shown his face since shattered glass. Know, so I don't know.
0: Right? <laughs> yeah, the it's so interesting that they were able to convince him to come back and like Hayden Christensen's like, Look, this is what people know me as, so uh I, you know, have kids who want to go to college some days. Oh. Totally. <laughs> I, to I feel about.
2: like it's <laughs> David Arquette moment where like David Arquette like won the championship and like totally like uh underdid like the entirety of that belt and then he came back and like earned the wrestlers like <laughs> pride again because he like cared about it so much and he was like, No, I'm gonna do this. And then he really did it, and now everyone freaking loves him. Like this is like the 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 hero's journey of Hayden, if you will.
0: <laughs> and I love that your monument is David Arquette in the wrestler movie. <laughs> that's so great. <laughs> are you yep, talking about it? ready to?
1: Re, are you talking about ready to rumble?
2: Okay, yeah. so oh, ready to rumble, Yes, that did happen. But real quick, David Arquette like won a championship, and everyone in the wrestling community was like real real upset about it. And then after that, he like decided that he was going oh. to like like make sure that everyone respected him by actually going in <laughs> and taking wrestling very seriously. And he became like a real wrestler and he goes around and he wrestles yeah. and like the fans freaking love him now because he like actually took it seriously. And I think that's what <laughs> doing.
0: I love that. And, you know, I was going to say like, <laughs> oh, people are here for for uh, Darth Vader news, but they're most of these fans are like, "Yes, finally, someone brought up brought up David Arquette's <laughs> Say, wrestling history." Thank God
2: someone's <laughs> talking about David
1: Arquette. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, Ryan, I love your your take. This whole idea of uh, bringing in a young Luke in this series to um and, and flashing back to uh memories of a live action clone wars adventures that'd be really really cool so i'm gonna give you uh two points for your theory two points for you thank you
1: is that good this is uh, my first time here i don't know like nobody told
0: me. <laughs> yeah yeah usually we stay in the single digits um because oh, we, i would have <laughs> tried harder
1: if i'd known we were keeping
0: score <laughs> oh everything is scored here on rogue theory the scores usually don't matter at the end but you can read the credits of whose line is it anyway that's usually your reward it's just like, <laughs> uh david dan patterson uh and i'm doing bits yeah I, I weirdly remember that dan patterson is the executive producer of Who's line because <laughs> <laughs> Very, uh, yeah, specifically. Specifically. Uh, yeah all right uh, but i want to hear some alternate takes of what this kenobi uh, darth vader backstory is gonna be so uh kim why don't you go next how do you think this is gonna look
3: I hate to disappoint you, but I actually think I'm very similar, my theory is very similar to Ryan's. There
0: might be something to it then.
3: The difference between Ryan and my my theory is that um, Ryan, I think you had mentioned that Obi-Wan senses Darth Vader out there. Um, and uh, for me, I think the calling will be Obi-Wan coming across Luke in some capacity and seeing mm-hmm. the innocence in Luke in this child. Mm-hmm. and remembering the innocence of what anakin was when he was a kid and he was a boy and that's the fire in him as his last last ultimate bold italic underline, ditch effort to try to get anakin back because there is some good as we see that luke clearly sees in his father left in darth vader and i think this is his last ditch effort before we move on into um the next trilogy.
0: Wow. Okay. So you think uh Obi-Wan is there's it's like a redemption effort. Like he's like, you know what? We battled on Mustafar. He seemed pretty pissed, but even as Vader, there's still hope to try to bring him back. I mean, what what do you think he's gonna try to do? Is it like he's gonna try to kidnap him and like scare him straight? Uh <laughs> like how <laughs> how would one go about doing that to Darth Vader?
3: Is it lame to say uh, that I think there's going to be telepathy involved, right? Where we don't necessarily see them in person in the same vicinity or room for quite some time until I guess the ultimate duo that they keep talking about that is going to happen again between Darth Vader and Obi-Wan. So mm-hmm. I'm going to assume that it may be like kind of like the Mandalorian where the overarching goal for Mando is to get the child back with his people, but it's not the the main action of every episode, right? So I think that's going to be the overarching goal is Obi-Wan trying to get through to Anakin. I don't know how it will happen, but I think there is gonna be that telepathy involved where they somehow can sense each other and there's blips of conversation that happens. And we ultimately, I don't know, maybe it ultimately comes down to some battle somewhere. I don't know, I'm not the person to be paid to come up with these theories, but I think (laughs) that's ultimately how it's going to happen is that hey it's just i mean you do,
0: you do tap into um this idea of like if it is a psychic battle that kind of gives us a way forward of how they can why they want hayden christensen to do this because like that's a big mm-hmm. challenge he has become darth vader now they put the mask on his face in revenge of the sith like yeah we can see him in the back to tank but they're gonna have to come up with some way if they want hayden christensen to do it like And if it is just, like, a mental projection kind of thing, like uh, the way we saw those Force Time chats in Last Jedi and Rise of Skywalker, um, <laughs> right. if his his projected form is, his Anakin form, is Hayden Christensen, that is cool. If we could see, like, psychic mind battles between the two of them, but it is just Hayden versus, like, you know, Ewan you in, in, in that fight. Then we can still keep a corporeal form of Darth Vader in the mask, and nothing gets changed there. But it's just like he's trying to reach out to his Anakin essence, and that is a telepathic battle, as you said.
3: Yeah, and I I think that leads right into your next question, which is, what is he going to look like? I think there, it's going to be both. I think we're going to see a little bit of both somehow. Like I Mm -hmm. think there, why bring back Hayden Christensen to get into a Darth Vader suit? Like it just, I can't imagine that's the only form we're going to see him in. Again, me thinking like a Disney executive. I know people get mad for me putting on my Disney business hat, but I think that there's a reason why they're bringing back Hayden Christensen. I feel like that that's not to be ignored.
0: I think that's, that's an, a very viable uh, alternative that I think is interesting. I'd love to see flashbacks, recreations of episodes of The Clone Wars in live action. I'd also love to see a trippy-ass mind battle. I mean, we talked about in a recent episode of the Mandalorian, those butterflies, right. And how they could connect to that Darth Vader comic where there's like blue butterflies that represented the goodness. But like, what's really cool about that comic is you see Vader in his like savage mind's eye depiction of himself, where he's just like red and bloody and veiny. But then like this white silhouette, that's just like, what the are we looking at? Um, But (laughs) if we get to see a version of that and it's, freaking fiery hayden in as like this like uh fighting a demonic version of himself like yeah show me that insanity i (laughs) want to see that i want to see that shit too take
2: my money
1: (laughs) for force awakens they were gonna do that they were talking about having hayden christensen back and they actually had concept art of him like as a force vision where he's half Vader and half Anakin, and I mean that that would look awesome.
0: Yeah, bring that back that so concept. Cool. I do remember that that would have <laughs> been really would. sick. To, maybe that's what they're doing. Maybe Ryan, you might have found the old file, you know, the, the old Ark of the Covenant in the uh, Lucasfilm archives to, to show us what they're gonna do. With it. Hold on. Um, so uh, I am going to give uh, I'm gonna give two points uh, to Kim. Uh, one point for, uh, her theory on what they're going to do with it, another point for this telepathic visual, but I'm going to give another point to Ryan for, uh, for that old uh, concept art callback. (laughs) Kristen, it is your turn. How do you think this is going to look in this Kenobi series?
2: All right, I'm real excited about this. Go with me here. Okay, (laughs) so... We're getting we're getting a big battle. That is what we have been promised as fans. And that's the moment that I really want to get into. Okay, so we are at the height of Vader evil at this moment like the height of it because he's like, he's killed the younglings, he's on his own. He's exploring the galaxy with all of his evil powers. And one of the things that he's doing is going over to Geonosis. And he goes over to Geonosis and he kills everyone because they're (laughs) secretly building they're secretly building the death star in g in space and they can't let anyone know they can't let anyone know (laughs)
1: so it's totally fine. So right. they can't
2: <laughs> let anyone know it's there, <laughs> so because they can't let anyone know it's there, Vader uh, is going to be there, and he's obviously going to be doing all the killing, and there's going to be a great disturbance in the Force, and Obi-Wan's going to feel it on Tatooine, and he's going to get his butt over to Geonosis, a place that he's been to before, and he's going to have a moment where he's going to actually battle Vader, and it is going to be another moment, as you mentioned before, Ryan, where he is going to be... Uh, Uh, the student because uh like when we see uh obi-wan the next time he's not like injured he's not like maimed he's totally good to go and like you know he's got to win that second lightsaber battle so that when vader wins eventually in the Third lightsaber battle that they have then it's like ah did he really win or did Kenobi actually win so like he's actually winning all three battles but yeah so that's where I'm going that's what I think's happening that's how we're gonna have that interaction with those two and that's how we're gonna get that super cool battle (laughs) 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 so that's where I'm thinking that's where I'm going because like the cool part about that is like also you get that moment where like Kenobi says like that like that is no moon and like because we could have that moment where all of a sudden he just sees the Death Star and it's not like completely built yet so oh, it's just partially built nice. and so, <laughs> and so like he sees it but he doesn't know what it is because there's never been a Death Star before but That's he right. could be like hmm what is this thing maybe it's just a giant space station like the biggest one I've ever seen. So that's why he's like, there, that is no moon in uh, New Hope, you
0: know? Kristen, that is a really cool theory. I love tying in the creation of the Death Star Project Stardust. um, And I really want to see the early days of that. You know, anytime we watch the prequels Mm -hmm. and they had that Death Star show up on screen, I'm like, ooh, give me more of that. Like, I want to know.
2: Yummy, yummy. I want more.
0: Yeah. The the Bad Batch (laughs) series. We're talking about could explore, you know, Tarkin and Krennic and some of that. Uh, uh, Galen Urso. I, I want to explore the early days of the Empire, and this could explore it in live action because uh, uh, our next topic we're going to talk about is going to explore the, the some of the waning days of the Empire leading up to the Battle of Yavin. But um, but yeah. Totally. So what do you think um, uh, Hayden Christensen is going to look like in the series? Are they just bringing him back to redo some of those store uh, some of those sword fighting stunts? From uh, the battle on Mustafar, or is he going to take a different form?
2: Okay, so I love Hayden. I love it. I love him from the bottom of my heart. I had the biggest crush on him. Huge crush. Didn't we all? Loved him to pieces. I know he could. He could make no wrong decisions. But <laughs> Hayden is not the best actor. But like he's so great, he's such a nice guy. Like he's so so great. But, like, maybe if he didn't rap, that wouldn't be the end of the world. So, like, I mean, it would be awesome if we had him, but it's still James Earl Jones. So James Earl Jones still gets to make all those, like, yummy decisions whenever he's, like, talking, and he's like, um Darth Vader, you know, like he is. And it's super cool, and we get that. But we also get Hayden in the suit, and he's happy. And, like, that's great, because he's back, and the fans want him to be back, and he gets to be in the series again. And that's super cool. But, like, maybe it's, like, one of those Things where like contractually we only see his like face every, like once a season, like we kind of do in The Mandalorian, and it's just like maybe like we just get like one shot in a back to tank, or like we get one shot of him like meditating and like doing his thing, and then it's right back into that helmet because no, no choices for acting for you. You're very, very sweet, and we love you enough, but you can't, can't do that. So
0: <laughs> sorry. Oh, wow. For wow. God's sake. Yeah, for Eden, wow. Look, uh, we did not get to see a lot of great performances from him in those two films. I agree, but hey, you know who also also looks bad is Natalie Portman in those movies, and she's a great actress. Ooh, yeah. I think it was the writing. I think it was a dialogue writing. Yeah, that we played there. yeah, I think yeah. So. Because.
2: Of- dialogue was real real rough for them but like this is rough. again i want to see him yeah. come back i want it to be i want him to be exactly what we wanted him to be in that franchise from the beginning i want to mm-hmm. see it all i want to see him come back the hero's journey is not just for skywalker it is also <laughs> for Christensen.
0: yeah yeah the rise of Christensen. um yes. he uh yes yeah, just showing him in the back of the tank would be fun if like they're just like we're gonna put you in a jacuzzi for you you know a couple months we'll take you out every and now the and then so you thing, don't get too pruned
2: and the other thing that i think would be real cool is seeing hayden in full like gore makeup again because that was super cool and we only got to see it for like a short period of time but like could you imagine the makeup artist being told like hey what's up you get to go make him into like a crispy critter and they're like yes! that'd be super cool <laughs>
0: Yeah, if you, if you look across like, not just the, I hate you, like, the red eyes yeah. that he had, but, like, when he was on that gurney as the thing was coming down on his face, and he just looked a little yeah. potato-y, and it's like. Totally. And that's just He's the a hated gooey we get. Be freaking cool. Yeah, a little gooey. <laughs> gooey hates. Just
2: a little yeah. gooey, yeah.
3: <laughs> I prefer Crispy Critter as a
1: description <laughs> for his makeup. Kristen, gonna...
0: the, the points I was going to allot to you fluctuate. is a bit of a roller coaster for me there, I got to say. You started at two. Uh, you went up to three with the Death Star uh, aid, the visual aid. Then you went back down to Ooh. one uh, for saying That's that Hayden fair. would have That's to be in the fair. helmet the whole time and that his voice would have to be covered by uh, James Earl Jones the whole time. I'm like, well, then why bring in Hayden at all? But by saying that, he's good James to be in Earl Jones. For makeup. Well, James Jones <laughs> is great, but you got to uh, give Hayden something to do. But to give him this sense of he could be in gnarly, gooey makeup, that ooh, mm-hmm. I do want to see that. That would be a pretty cool yes. to to give him something to do there. Um, so uh, you've come back. You've averaged out at two points. Two points for Kristen. Woo! <laughs> We have a lot of good takes. I mean, so much of the big question on this is what is Hayden going to look like? That's why I want to explore it so much. I think that's going to be the curiosity. Don't show us in trailers, Lucasfilm. Leave that for whatever episode he comes in. I want that to be the big reveal. I don't, because you know, it's going to be like Sonic. You show him in trailers, people are going to pull it apart. Just kind of bring it in on the show. You spend all the time you need rendering those VFX until it looks great um don't don't rush it do not rush this trust me all right we're gonna go rogue on some other star wars news in a bit first i want to thank some people who helped us make this episode first we want to thank our friends at bespoke post for helping make this episode so the curators at bespoke post have done it again this winter with an all-new lineup of essential box of awesome collections for guys guaranteed to upgrade your life i have enjoyed the antipasti box which came out with all the fixings for a really delicious uh, charcuterie board. I was in sausage heaven. Hey, I didn't write that line. Zach wrote that. Oh, Zach, he's always working in his his weird puns. Uh, But whether it's showcase pieces to lift up your indoor hosting skills or cozy threads for those blustery days, Bespoke Post only sends guys the best stuff every month, no matter what you were into. Box of Awesome has you covered. From style and grooming goods to barware, cooking tools and outdoor gear, box of awesome has collections for every part of your life A current box that looks really cool is the flame box with a miniature indoor fireplace i bet that is real cozy on a cold winter night we don't get too many of them here in los angeles but i've been told winter is something very different the rest of the world now, to get started, take the quiz at boxofawesome.com. Your answers will help them pick the right box of awesome for you. They release new boxes every month across a ton of different categories. It's free to sign up, and you can skip a month or cancel anytime. Each box costs 45 bucks, but has over $70 worth of gear inside it. Get 20% off your first monthly box when you sign up at boxofawesome.com and enter the code ROGUE at checkout. That's R-O-G-U-E, not Rouge, ROGUE. Uh, That's boxofawesome.com, code ROGUE for 20% off your first box. We also want to thank our friends at Blue Chew. Fellas, do you remember the days when you were ready to go? Well, now you can get back that extra confidence in bed from our friends at bluechew.com. It's blue like the color blue. Blue Chew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. You can take them anytime, day or night, so you can be ready whenever an opportunity arises. hey Um, Blue Chew is prescribed online by licensed physicians, so you don't have to go to the doctor's office or wait in line at the pharmacy. It ships right to your door in a discreet package. But why be discreet? I mean, once you get this Blue Chew, you're going to want to scream at all your neighbors. Be like, I'm going to get a boner now! Thanks, Blue Chew! <laughs> You should be proud of it. Well, no, actually, don't be proud of your boners. Don't go outside walking around with these things. That's assault, brother. Bluetooth is made in the USA, and since Bluetooth repairs and ships direct, they are cheaper than a pharmacy. Also, there's no awkwardness and no leaving the house. You don't have to you know, slam your fist on that pharmacist uh, plexiglass and be like, stop giving people the Moderna vaccine and give me my boner pills. <laughs> that awkward situation's gone. You can just get a yummy chewable delivered right to your door. Isn't that awesome? And right now we've got a special deal for our listeners. Visit bluechew.com and get your first shipment for free when you use our special promo code ROGUE. Just pay five dollars in shipping. That again is bluechew.com promo code rogue to try it for free. Blue Chew is the better, cheaper choice. And remember, when you support our sponsors, you help make this show possible. So please be sure to use our promo code rogue at bluechew.com all right we're gonna move on to topic two here the star wars cassian andor series is coming to disney plus there's a sizzle reel that came out at disney's investor day they gave us a deeper behind the scenes look at this series it's gonna follow diego luna's character uh from rogue one he was a rebel we believe fulcrum agent uh it was kind of like an espionage series that was set up there on the rings of kafreen That could have been a whole series. We agree. And now, so did Lucasfilm. It's going to be a 12 episode prequel series. 12 episodes is interesting. It means they got a lot of story to Mm -hmm. dive into. We learned that Mon Mothma is going to be back. Genevieve O'Reilly is coming back from Rogue One. She's going to be playing her role as the political leader of the whole Rebel Alliance. Um, I assume going to be the uh, Judy Dench M to Diego Luna's Bond character, right? Oh, <laughs> Adol, what have you got yourself mixed into again? Uh, <laughs> um, we got to see some concept art uh, showing Cassian Andor and other Rebels. It looked like they were playing some kind of mission to blow a dam. Uh, Which I love because I don't know about you guys, recent episode of The Mandalorian, I thought uh, Bill Burr was going to wreck that dam and flood that whole village. You can't blow up explosive crap on a dam and not have it gush water everywhere. Well, missed opportunity. Maybe they're saving that visual for this Cassian Edwards series. Also, in the shot, there is someone in an Imperial officer uniform standing right there, which maybe that's like a mole. They're going to be like, all right, you're, you're going to be pretending to be Imperial, and you're going to go in there. And he's like, okay, great. I uh, This uniform used to have a dead guy in it, so it kind of stinks. Um, but uh, it also kind of shows maybe this we're going to see the very first time someone posed as an imp. To go behind uh, enemy lines, which is something they do in every Star Wars story now. Um, but this could have been the first time it happens. That would have been fun. And we also get a shot of a Star Destroyer being ripped apart. This, The visuals that they are playing for the show are amazing. Um, but I think what I'm most curious about are the ways it's going to tie into what we already know. So, like, we're watching The Mandalorian. They have Boba Fett and Ahsoka Tano showing up on there there's going to be some connections and crossover between this Cassian Andor series mm-hmm. and things we've already seen. So from you guys, I, I want to hear what character storyline do you think from the extended Star Wars universe, uh, things like Rebels or Clone Wars from, from Rogue One, the movie that's going to happen after this, uh, the the prequel movies, whatever. How, how do you think it's going to tie into the Cassian Andor series? What is it going to be? How is it going to connect? Uh, Kristen, what do you think?
2: Here's what I think. I really think that they are going to take a dark turn with this series
0: um so a lot of our
2: star wars world is in this like place of like PJPG pg-13 where we all feel very comfortable and everyone's included and it's great but we haven't really had a like r series that is star wars yet and this i know i know go with me here maybe it's not gonna happen but it's what i want so we're gonna play with it okay so um so we're going to get like this like real dark gritty series because in that like big speech that he gives um right before they go and they do like everything that happens in rogue run and um like all of that they have that like moment where he's backed up by all of those people that are like we've done some shit for (laughs) the rebellion like Uh we have made some bad choices and like at the end of this series, like I want to question the validity of the rebellion. I want to question why it happened. And like, yeah. I, want, I want everyone to be like, oh my gosh, like who's really the right side of this because of all the decisions that they made. But I think that would be like really, really interesting. And I would like to see that. And I think it'd be great to have those characters all come from like originally Rogue One and be in that series. And like, maybe he goes on a couple of missions and we see those people again, but like, yeah, that's what I want. I want a dark series. I want a gritty series. And I want it now.
0: <laughs> no. Yeah. I mean, what you're describing, Kim, uh, Kristen is like exactly what, uh, I, I think we all felt after rogue one, you know, that kind of sense of, uh, the fog of war mixed morality, um, that like these people are terrorists. If you think about it, I mean, they're terrorists yeah. f- with a good cause, you know, bringing down space Nazis, but yeah. the things they're doing, like Cassian uh, Andor in that scene on the Rings of Caprine, he, he kills a guy or he gets a guy killed. Mm-hmm. And, and it's implied that he's done a lot of that. Uh, so totally. absolutely, I want the series to explore that darkness of a, uh, the the Rebel Alliance aren't always these uh, shining uh, you know, war heroes and these freedom yeah. fighters. They've done some dark things in the name of that freedom. So I think that's definitely. Totally. An that will explore. They're the uh, good
2: guys. But like, how, how good are they, really?
0: All right, uh, Kristen. I'll give you a point for for that theory. Well done. Um, <laughs> a whole point. Um, but uh, Kim, Kim, I want to hear from you. Uh, how do you think this is uh, going to look? What are what are going to be the, the characters, the storylines from uh, from the other series we've seen that tie in? What what specific characters or storylines?
3: So I was like nodding and pointing the whole time when Kristen was talking because I think we're beating around the same bush, but. What I love about The Mandalorian is this real exploration of good versus evil and how those lines blur. And um, (laughs) in an improv class, one of my teachers said there are no true villains and there are no true heroes. And I want to see the exploration of that in the Andor series through my boy, Saul Guerrera, played by Forest Whitaker. Yes. i want to see his beef with the alliance i want to see his extreme militant tactics i want to see what breaks him like what makes him toe this line because he has got to be an antagonist i think to cassian in and their in the alliance's efforts in a big way um and how mm-hmm. how far will that antagonist the role of his antagonist go i want to see that so bad it it's prime. like It feels like Rogue One... Well, funny enough, when I watched Rogue One, I was so depressed at the end because all I kept thinking was, I'm never going to see these characters again. And I love them so much. Yeah. And then the series came out and I was like, hooray. So of course, naturally, I'm like, you better bring my boy Saul Guerrera back because clearly he dies at the end of Rogue One. Um, not the end of Rogue One, but in Rogue One. And um, uh-huh. I want to see him... I want to see him crumble i want him i want to see him go from what may have been a hero to now a villain
0: yeah a villain or at least a thorn in the paw of the whole rebel alliance he's over there on jedha mm-hmm. now he's just uh leading that group and uh they're kind of like taking things their own way uh boy do i want to see Borgullet. Uh, he better bring that. I want to know more about that weird squid thing that forces you to tell the truth and tortures you. Yes, yes. that was a thing. That was a sex thing. I know it was a sex <laughs> thing. I want to know what they were really using Borgullet for, because Kristen, thing maybe you'll get your
3: R-rated. Cool. This is your R-rated yeah, show that R-rated we're gonna get. Series. This is what we it's want, all and I'm not gonna content. lie. I it's
2: want just that too. All of a sudden, reading our mind.
3: If the Hobbit can do it, if yeah. the Lord of the Rings can do it. Why not Star Wars? Come on, Disney.
0: You know Tony Gilroy's like, we're not cutting the Borgullet stuff. I know there's a bunch of dicks on this thing, but we're leaving them in. You can't tell me to do. It. They're like, wait, dicks. That brings it to NC seventeen. He's like, I know. Fine, add another dick. It's like he's like a referee in like a high school basketball game. He's like, give him another foul shot and another one. Okay, put another dick in there. You want to keep going? That's a third dick for you.
2: Anything about this dick? We are adding three more dicks.
0: (laughs) I'm with you. Or no, it's like the the small town judge that like Judge Morty's like, all right, fine, two more dicks. Um, (laughs)
1: Exactly. (laughs) The punishment. This video brought to you by Blue (laughs) Chew.
2: Never have blue balls again with
1: blue <laughs> <laughs> All right,
0: Ryan, um, uh, bring us back to sanity. What? Um, who do you think is going to be? Oh, oh, uh, we'll we'll give two points by the way for Kim for uh, bringing in uh over there. Um, but uh, Ryan, who do you think uh, is going to be the, the the other character who ties in with this series?
1: Okay, there's one character from Clone Wars and Rebels. Every time they're ever on the screen it just it makes the episode they are a lot of fun i'm always like anytime when rebels came out i was like i really hate really hope they go back and show this character and that's hondo anaka the pirate king from clone wars i love hondo he's the kind of guy who just loves being bad he's always having a good time he's a little bit of an anti-hero but he's always like angling for profit. And we, you know, we see him in Clone Wars, he's still doing fine. Then in Rebels, he's destitute. We never find out how. So I don't know exactly when this is going to take place in a court like this series is going to fall in the timeline, but I would love to see like the downfall of Hondo or him trying to scrape his way back. Because I think that these early days of the Rebel Alliance, like you're talking about how they're basically terrorists, they're not necessarily going to be enemies with the huts and the gangsters. And a lot of the times they're going to be using them and that's going to like those moral lines you guys are talking about that's where those are going to come up like okay we're going to use the huts and these other gangsters to accomplish but to the ends justify the means and then you can have Hondo in there and if you're going to take you know Solo into it we can see what happens to Kira if they can sure. get Amelia Clark to come back i mean i would love, you know i don't think they're going to make a solo sequel so hondo can just be, lead the charge of all these rogue characters into into the the Cassian series i would love that
0: yeah, I love that. Uh, yeah, Hondo is is really cool, and like he is one of these uh, figures from the animated series where it's like, can we please get this guy in live action? And yeah, now we finally totally. have. If it's if it's not if it's not Cassian Andor series, it's it's got to be Kenobi. You know, we get him in one of these two, uh, and to tie Kenobi in some of these solo things kenobi yeah yeah yeah. the uh all that stuff from solo i mean solo is such a weird movie but man to get in crimson dawn to potentially bring in maul and kira in this that could be really really cool i feel like maul would be more likely to come up in the kenobi series than than casting nandor which is dealing with stuff like you know weird alliances you have to make which hondo is like perfect for that man uh so i'm gonna give you uh two points too ryan i think that's a that's a great Great, great direction this could go but uh we want to hear from you guys let us know in the comments below uh what you want to see this series being um uh, like do you want it to be more james bond do you want it to be more like jason bourne espionage uh like uh, how many people do you want to see him kill how bloody do you want it to be do you want it to be a hard or probably not disney plus though it does sound like disney is carving out a little section on this platform that could be for more mature content is that where this is gonna go uh, uh, what kind of missions? What kind of details left over from Rebels and Clone Wars do you want to see? Uh, comment down below. All right, now comes the time for our Rogue questions. Uh, other interesting headlines that came out this week, starting with our man Zack Snyder. He confirmed that his Justice League Snyder cut is going to have an R rating because Batman drops an F bomb. But what else is going to make this an R rated thing? What? Uh, my question for you: What is going to be the most shocking R rated part? Of the Snyder cut.
1: Dark side's gonna come out of a boom tube, pick Steppenwolf up, rip him apart, and it's it's gonna be very slow motion, very gory. We're gonna see the tendons rip. We're gonna see everything Steppenwolf ate for breakfast. It's all gonna pour out ah. onto Dark Side, like a baby's bib. It's gonna be really gross <laughs> and not entertaining at all. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I feel like I feel like the exact same thing's going to happen, only he's going to be completely naked while he's doing this, So it's, like, really going to make it that, like, hard R, you know? Because, like, he's just bonk naked. And, like, that was a choice that Snyder made, and, like, everyone's going to really enjoy it. But, like, that's what
1: we're getting. But lots of little dicks on him, like the
0: tentacle monster. So many dicks! All right, more dicks, add another dick. Kim, what do you think?
3: I'm going to piggyback off of Kristen I'm hoping there's a nip slip or a dick uh a, a dick shot one or the other if ideally dick shot of Aquaman um but you know what I'll take what I can get
0: just some dong. like when he comes out of the water he's gonna be like coming up but he's not wearing those pants it's just like whoa 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 Arthur, Ideally, Arthur.
2: there's just like a sea star right over his parts. <laughs> <laughs> no,
0: I, I want it, a hard. I bet R. it's so big that it has gills. There you go. <laughs> it's got its own gills. Yikes! <laughs> wow. All right, that's I, I got him. I have to move on. This whole episode of Rogue Theory is getting an R rating. Um, Well, kids, it's mid-December, so we got to talk about Santa Claus, um, the OG Christmas superhero. Apologies to Jesus. If Santa is the superhero of Christmas, who is the supervillain of Christmas and what are their powers?
2: My instant thought is weather.
0: (laughs) (laughs) The weather. The weather.
2: The villain of Santa Claus is weather. <laughs> <laughs> like snow in particular is like a pain uh, in the butt. Like he's, he's like used to it. He's used to it because he's always like at the North pole, but that doesn't make <laughs> it any easier when he's like mm. delivering presents. So like the weather is just his like mortal enemy. <laughs> The foe of all foes. Because I mean, also, like, he's in a sleigh and it does look like a warm coat, but when it's like real, real cold up there, like, mm-mm, no, thank you. So, frostbite, snow.
0: Got it.
1: <laughs> I'm going to go with labor unions. <laughs> 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 you think about it. He, I mean, you know, various mythologies of going into this, and the elves are always <laughs> real happy to be doing their job. Some of them you know like the one in, in Rudolph wants to have another job. but it does seem like a lot of work just for the, you know the, the joy of the work itself, but not just the elves but also the reindeer who basically are, are raised up for you know years and they most of them don't get to make it to the show you know and they're probably saying, can't we rotate in and out? Why is it got to be Donner and Donner and Blitzen every year? Can't like just mm-hmm. give someone else a chance for once? Yeah, it's a very yeah. oligarchical capitalist system at the North Pole, and I really think there's probably some kind of uh, rebellion fermenting there.
0: Mm. Yeah, if a lot of labor Marx's uh, if, if Marx's Communist Manifesto had illustration, the <laughs> image of the bourgeois uh, <laughs> factory owner would be Santa Claus, uh, and it'd be spelled with a K. And he, yeah, I mean, think about it. He's like the guy who's running the nonprofit, who's acting like, oh, I'm getting, I'm doing something nice for the kids of the world. But he actually doesn't really pay his employer employees that much. And, uh, and why is it that the richer kids of the world get nicer presents and the poorer kids barely get anything? Like, that he, says something wrong. That's 1%. He reinforces
1: the class system. That's a great point.
0: Uh, there's no other explanation I can think of. Um, Kim, uh, what do you think?
3: Okay. Santa's arch enemy is a guy that you may have heard of called... Terence Claus, who's Terence Claus Terence <laughs> Claus is the slighted younger brother of the Claus family who always hoped one day to grow up to be the Santa Claus, but unfortunately, his older brother, Nicholas had always was always going to be the destined one, so Terence is just very angry and mad and wants to you know, he's kind of like a Loki, he wants to, like, just get his vengeance upon the world. And, um, and, you know, he has no logical sense to why he's evil, except (laughs) to get back at his brother, his big brother, Nicholas, um, for taking his spot, what he believes is his rightful spot as the Santa Claus. So Terrence Claus, look out for look out for him.
0: <laughs> Ham? Hamlet. Yeah, that's so Shakespearean. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh,
1: I'm seeing a Game
2: of Thrones throne, but made out of candy canes.
0: Yes. Yeah, I mean, Ooh, we realize a
3: thousand percent.
0: Santa Claus's super villain would be the Night King from Game of Thrones, would he not? I think that seems like an apt super villain for him.
3: We're in the same universe. Terrence is yeah. the Night King.
0: Yeah, oh, I see. I got it. I got it.
3: You find that out later on in the
0: series. Oh, spoiler. Jeez. Well, uh, I'm going to give the point for uh, the true answer, which is labor unions, uh, because we've got to remember who the real enemy is, uh, and it is it's capitalism. True. Ryan Airy, you are our winner of this episode of Rogue Theory. Well done, sir. But a big thank you to all of our guests here, uh, Ryan Airy, Kim Trung. Kristen Sanchez, follow all of them on their respective social medias. It's been a wonderful episode going deep into the Star Wars universe with you guys. Uh, Don't forget to subscribe to the Rogue Theory podcast feed um, so that you can get early episodes of all this stuff. Stay tuned to the New Rockstars YouTube channel for this and other shows. Follow me at EA Boss. Follow New Rockstars on all social media. And yeah, subscribe to us here at New Rockstars. And we'll uh, see you next time, everyone. Stay safe out there. Bye! and tax the millionaires and billionaires. Tax the, world, the rich! Tax, eat and them. then eat, eat them! them <laughs>